tag deadline day in the NFL has come and gone, and we have lots of NFL news for you. No surprise, the Baltimore Ravens tagged Lamar Jackson. They said, you're it. Not exclusively, which means that he is in line for $32.4 million from the Baltimore Ravens should no other team in the NFL choose to negotiate a deal with Lamar Jackson. Along with Lamar, we also got word that the Giants came to agreement with Daniel Jones on a four-year deal for $160 million, 82 of which is guaranteed. That frees up the franchise tag for Saquon Barkley. Tag, he's it. In addition to Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard, two other running backs who we knew were going to be tagged by the Raiders and Cowboys. Evan Engram, tagged by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Deron Payne, defensive tackle for the Washington Commanders, was tagged as well, which brings the grand total to six. I am Jeff Meller, along with Tyler Aki. Tyler, tag, you're it. Uh, well, I think that when you look at the... You, you entered the, into this conversation with happy franchise tag uh, deadline day. I don't know if I said happy. I just said it's franchise it's fran- tag. Maybe, okay. But it feels like with the NFL now, it's like you go to that website, Check-A-Day. Where okay. there's like a holiday for every single sure. day. Like we, mm-hmm. we get a, a state of the station every single week. And, and our, our great market manager, Keith Williams, likes to tell us what day it is every Friday when we do get that that state of the station every week. Um, and it feels like we're at that place now with the NFL where every day is something new. Every day is like eventually it's going to be happy. Aaron Rodgers came out of uh, or decided on a new team day. We had Aaron Rodgers came out of his uh, darkness day. We have we have all these different days in the NFL, and it just continues to build on the 365 day calendar. Can you tag me in? I can tag you. Tag you. All right. right now. So uh, we won't do that all show long. I just want to start. It's like a little was. popcorn read. Exactly. Um, so you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. That is another piece of news. The New York Jets flew to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers as they look like they are going down the road of doing everything they can to potentially trade for the Packers' longtime quarterback, the three-time league MVP, Aaron Rodgers. And it looks like they're getting closer to that, which means we are that much closer to the Jordan Love era actually beginning in Green Bay. And I think that's a great thing for Bears fans. But the Lamar Jackson story, I think, is the one that has really caught our attention today because... Now that he is officially tagged by the Ravens, where will he end up going? Because we've also gotten word after he was after we got word that he was tagged, we quickly got word via multiple reporters all the teams that will not be pursuing a deal mm. with Lamar Jackson. And those teams include the Atlanta Falcons, which honestly was the probably the favorite to land Lamar Jackson if you just had to look at the teams that were available. They seemed like they were the most likely landing spot for him. The Miami Dolphins, the Carolina Panthers, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Washington Commanders. All five of those teams, all five teams in need of a quarterback, have been, at least by reports, ruled out as possible destinations for Lamar Jackson. Lamar's always been the quarterback I'm most fascinated by this offseason. I know Mm -hmm. there's everything about Aaron Rodgers that's going on, what's going to happen with Daniel Jones, but Lamar has always been the one I've been most fascinated by. And today is kind of a development I wasn't anticipating in the sense that all these teams were going to be out on Lamar Jackson, these quarterback-needy teams saying, you know what, we don't want to get in on this sort of sweepstakes for Lamar Jackson. 
But I think, think that just sort of adds to the snowballing here of the intrigue of Lamar Jackson. Where is he going to end up? Is he going to be forced to play a, an unwanted game of, of contract chess with the Ravens and trying to deal with this tag? And as we get closer and closer to whenever that deadline ultimately comes, I, I look at Lamar and there's all these different teams that can and should be in. Even teams that have quarterbacks right now. I think should be in on a, a Lamar Jackson, a, a guy who, again, we'll see what the, the contract ends up looking like because is he's in all likelihood he's probably holding out for that fully guaranteed deal. But right now, this continues to be the most interesting of all the quarterbacks that are you're seeing circulate this offseason. And this is good news. The five teams that I mentioned, that's great news for the Bears mm-hmm. because as we've talked a lot, Ryan Poles has a lot of ammunition right now where – or he, he's, he's the one who is at the center of attention in the NFL. He can parlay this number one pick into hopefully lots of future ammunition for other drafts if he wants to go ahead and have plenty of picks at his disposal. But if the Falcons, the Panthers, the Raiders are not in on Lamar Jackson, you have to believe that they have their eye on somebody in this year's draft, which makes them very possible trade partners for the Bears. And we know that from everything Ryan Poles has been doing, it seems like he would like to get a deal done sooner rather than later. That's my read on everything we've heard. We've seen Ryan Poles talk with Peter King. We've seen him hop on with Cap and Jay Hood. Mm-hmm. We've seen him do the rounds at the Combine, including our good buddy Barstool Big Cat and his podcast, Pardon My Take. Uh, Ryan Poles has basically told anybody who will listen, hey, you yeah. want the number one pick? Come and get it. It is available. And he told Peter King who wrote in his Football Morning in America column that he already has an offer on the table for three number ones. One of those, of course, would be this year's number one that he would be flipping for the number one overall. So he has said whether or not you you completely believe Ryan Poles, I guess, is up to you. But Peter King came on Waddle and Sylvie yesterday and was steadfast that he believes Ryan Poles has... A, an offer in hand for three number one overall pick, three number one picks for the number one overall, and not just that, but don't just come and get it. Come and get it fast because it's going to go quickly. I mean, you hear the reports the Bears are are down the road on trying to flip this pick and turn it into whatever capital it is in return here. And I think the the speed game here, and you hear the the offer that he supposedly has in hand, like you alluded to there with the three number ones, like. Ryan Poles is creating a lot of pressure on himself now because we could end up seeing what this return is from whatever suitor ends up making the deal with the Bears. And when you hear, all right, I've got an offer on the table for three number ones, and if you don't get something, and again, it depends where you're moving back in the draft. If you're moving, is it to nine? Is it to seven? Is it to just two? Yeah. But he's creating a lot of pressure where if the Bears, their ultimate haul in this year's NFL draft is not getting back three first-round picks in return, I feel like a lot of Bears fans are going to be disappointed. So if you ask the question, so why is he, why is it, why is there so much urgency for Ryan Poles? I think it comes down to wanting to know exactly what he has available on his roster, whether it's, you know, if their intention is to bring in some players who are already under contract, and that's where a team like the Indianapolis Colts would seem like a good trading partner because Matt Eberflus clearly knows that roster better than most. Right. And, you know, they have some players that would seem to be potential cap casualties. And so maybe those players are somebody who would, who would 
potentially intrigue the Bears. I think Ryan Poles is trying to create the FOMO, the fear of missing out, right, amongst other GMs. If you're not willing to move before free agency, you could miss out on the number one overall pick, and then I can't help you at that point. I think he's trying to create that urgency, and because he wants to know definitively what he's working with in this year's draft and also what potential players he's bringing in on the books for their salary cap number, understanding that that's going to affect what they're going to do in free agency. I think that's what Ryan Poles is trying to accomplish here. And if you're looking at a potential double trade back here, the timeline I always thought that we would see with a double trade back is the first trade probably going to come about a month away from the draft. Now, it looks like that timeline could be expedited to within the next week or so. And then the second trade may come closer to draft day, maybe even on draft day as well, because that's when you start to get the desperation, especially with what we've seen with Anthony Richardson seemingly flying up the boards. We heard Peter King yesterday say he knows one team in the top 10 has Anthony Richardson as their number one prospect. All of that kind of put together here. I, I look at in the case of, of that second trade back, you can create that desperation. Let's say if you are at four or I mean, and the other part, too, is what are the Cardinals going to do? Right. Like, could the Cardinals be working the phones because they don't in all likelihood are in the market for a quarterback you just gave all that sure. money to kyler murray so they're kind of in a similar situation not as similar situation as the bears but there's a market for the pick and you don't need a quarterback yeah no it's clear that the arizona cardinals whether they like it or not based on what they did last offseason they're committed to kyler murray at least for a couple of years here there there's mm-hmm. no easy out for them so they have to move forward with him so yes they clearly are a spot where if you're a team that wants if you're a team that has made the decision okay we like three quarterbacks. We like Bryce Young. We like C.J. Stroud. We like Anthony Richardson. I'm deliberately leaving Will Levis out because he seems like the one guy who has not impressed as much no amongst buzz. those three. Yeah. But maybe if you're a team that has made peace with the idea of any three, any, any of those three quarterbacks, then maybe you could see a situation where you'd be willing to go ahead and trade with the Arizona Cardinals. But the reality is, why would you... Because if the Cardinals are going to move off that pick, right, mm-hmm. they're in all likelihood going to – they're going to want a, a lot in return. Right. So a similar bounty to what the Bears are asking for. So if you're that team that has made the decision, we're willing to go ahead and make a trade up to get into this quarterback uh, derby, well, guess what? You could probably go ahead and contact the Bears and have a chance at number one, right? So until the, bo- the, the, the Bears end up moving the number one pick – I don't know if there's any team that's going to go out of their way to move up to number three. The reason the 49ers were able to make the, the deal with the Dolphins so early when they did in the Trey Lance deal was because they knew that the Jets and the Jaguars were not going to trade their picks. They had basically entrenched themselves in their spots, and so they weren't going to move off of them. And so the Dolphins were the likely land, were the landing spot if you wanted to move up in that quarterback class. The Bears, though... Hold the you know hold all the cards, and so Ryan Poles is it's it's an interesting play. I yeah. I said it earlier. I cannot remember a general manager not forget the Bears in football. Yeah, like just broadcasting to anybody who will listen. Hey, the, I got the number one pick. The the closest thing to a chatty GM that I can think of right now is Jerry Jones. Like, that's the closest mm-hmm. thing. He does his press conference after every single game. It's like, oh, you get the coach, you get the quarterback, and then you get Jerry, right? The little scrum around Jerry. Yep. 
Um, that's the closest thing I can think of to a chatty GM as we see in all of sports right now. And it, you, you made a good point. Ryan Poles, if he does not end up making a trade where he gets a lot, a, a huge haul in return and at least bare minimum the parameters that he's laid out, the three number ones, if he's moving back past two or four. Because remember, if they trade with the Texans or they trade with the, tech, uh, the Colts, they're not going to, in all likelihood, get three right. number ones. That's right. not coming if you're only dropping back a spot or three. Right. But if you're moving back later in the top ten, well, then he's going to have to He's going to have to show up with three number ones in hand because of what he's already said publicly. Well, I will say this. There is a report coming out now that one of the teams who could be offering up the three picks, one of the the Mm -hmm. teams, is not out on Lamar Jackson. Interesting. We will dive into that next. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. How are we going to work this? Same way we always do. I interrogate him, you write it down. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. Melanie, having fun as we do continue Spring Trading Throughout March, every Tuesday, hosts will be mixed up and you'll get a different combination. Black and Abdallah were on, not together, but throughout the show earlier today. Abdallah was on with Waddle this morning at 7 o'clock. You got uh, Sylvian Hood from 10 to noon. Black and Yerko from noon to 2. And then Carmen Cap just wrapped up during the Waddle and Sylvie time slots. And Miller and Aki here until 8 o'clock tonight. As we were heading to break, you saw some news via Twitter regarding Lamar Jackson and one of the teams that we were led to believe was ruling themselves out. Yes, Diana Rossini, she's kind of been surveying across the teams of who's in, who's out on Lamar Jackson. And she says, team source, the Las Vegas Raiders haven't eliminated any QB options, including Lamar Jackson. So the Raiders, a team that was uh, a couple of different sources have said either the Raiders are out or just don't have the cash in hand to go out and try to make a deal for Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. given what the likely contract structure will look like. A team that was once ruled out has been revived and is now uh, back a part of the mix here. Bring them back in. So that is interesting. And, of course, you look at the history of Josh McDaniels with quarterbacks, and it is sketchy at best, right? Mm -hmm. Going all the way back to Denver, which we know about all too well because of his, uh, well, I wouldn't call it disdain, but his uh, he did not want to move forward with Jay Cutler, and so he jettisoned him to Chicago, uh, went forward with Kyle Orton, uh, drafted Tim Tebow in Denver, and then, now, within one year, has cast aside Derek Carr, and he's got Jared Stidham on the roster, and they are holding the seventh overall pick in this year's draft. They've been rumored as a possible team the Bears could be looking at trading with, and now we're seeing that Lamar Jackson is somebody that they're, quote, not ruling out from Diana Rossini. So, listen, they that seems like a definite spot where Lamar Jackson could be an answer for them, right? Like, I don't know why the Las Vegas Raiders would not be interested in pursuing him. I keep saying, if you're 
if you're a team that's not the Colts or Texans, because again, the Colts or Texans at two and four, they don't have to give up as much, or they shouldn't have to give up as much to the Bears because the Bears will have another trade back as an option if they want to. So the cost won't be as prohibitive for the Texans or Colts necessarily. But if you're the Raiders or the Panthers or the Falcons or somebody else even farther back in the draft, you're going to have to give up probably three number ones. If you're entertaining that notion, why wouldn't you entertain the notion of giving up two number ones and just a large deal of money for a guy who has won a league MVP in the NFL. And you look at the division where the Raiders currently sit, Mm -hmm. you've got a guy in Patrick Mahomes, who obviously the best quarterback in football, Justin Herbert, one of the best young prospects in football. And you can say what you want about Russell Wilson and the way everything transpired last year. I can't imagine he's worse, especially when you bring Sean Payton into that system as well to kind of get him right. I don't think Sean Payton is coming out of retirement and going there if he didn't think he had a fix for Russell Wilson. Otherwise, I think there's probably a better job out there for Sean Payton. No, I agree. And now the Raiders, you're a team that in a very competitive division, all of a sudden you're the one team left without a quarterback right now. And Lamar Jackson makes perfect sense because not only does he reboot you, he expedites it and maybe puts you into the conversation to not win the division, but at least get into the playoffs in what's going to be an extremely competitive AFC once again this season. And I look at what Lamar Jackson would bring to that team. Can you imagine him being surrounded with all those weapons at his disposal? Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. They just tagged Josh Josh Jacobs, Jacobs, too. Like That's a scary offense that all of a sudden you could have. Not to mention Josh McDaniels has a pretty good offensive mind, too. Absolutely. I would say you drop him in. And, oh, by the way, you mentioned Josh McDaniels, who clearly is the man who is the most important decision maker. Outside of the money potentially being... This, you know, the reason why there's a roadblock here and the history of Mark Davis, uh, you know, we there were stories out there regarding the Raiders not having the money to put up to guarantee Khalil Mack's contract. And that's why they made him available and why he was ultimately traded to the Bears. Now, I don't know if I ever saw any concrete reporting that, you know, led us to believe that that was completely 100 percent accurate. But it was out there enough where you wonder, does Mark Davis have the liquidity mm-hmm. to guarantee a monster deal? Which you do need to, it's part of the NFL's uh, CBA with the NFLPA, you need to set aside in escrow any guaranteed money. And so right. that's why when you talk about these quarterback contracts or these big money deals like, the, like what the Bears had to, had to guarantee for Khalil Mack, that is why sometimes you'll see some reluctance from a team, potentially the Raiders, not wanting to go there. But if that's not an issue, and again, we can't say that mm-hmm. it's not, but if that is not the stopping gap for why they can't do it, yeah, why wouldn't you? That's that's a perfect situation if you're Josh McDaniels to potentially, like again, it's going to get really hot for him pretty quickly too yes. if he can't figure this out because he's the one who said, no, we don't need Derek Carr, we can find someone else. So Vincent Bonsignor, who works for the uh, Las Vegas Vinny. Review Journal, He's one of the ones that said that the Raiders were highly unlikely to be pursuing Lamar Jackson. And someone, some Twitter guy clapped at him and said, so he lied again. 
And he came back. So we got a little source off here. We're right. a little Wild West source off here. He says, I stand by my reporting. The cost combination of draft pick compensation and expected contract demands equals highly unlikely the Raiders get involved. If the latter changes, which is the expected contract demands, then the level of involvement could change. And that gets to what you were saying, too, about having to put that guaranteed money in escrow yeah. to go out and make some of these big-time deals, which the way that the the current contract landscape is and not wanting to, to put that money in escrow for uh, what would in all likelihood be a fully guaranteed deal for Lamar Jackson. At least that's what he's looking for right now. Yeah, that's been that's the sticking the, point in Baltimore. For that's him. the roadblock. Right there. It's crazy. And if you've forgotten, remember, Deshaun Watson last offseason signed a five-year, fully guaranteed $230 million extension that the Cleveland Browns were all too happy to give him. The Browns had to guarantee, fully guarantee the amount in order to sway him away from the Falcons. Remember, the Falcons and Saints seemed like the two finalists in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes mm-hmm. until the Browns decided they were willing to pony up that guaranteed money for him. And Lamar Jackson saw that and threw up an eyebrow and said, wait a minute here. Yeah. You're guaranteeing that guy, the guy who hasn't won a league MVP, the guy who has at least 60 accusations of sexual assaults in regards to harassment in massages against him, and you're going to guarantee that guy that much money, and you're telling me I can't have a fully guaranteed contract? It didn't sit right with Lamar Jackson. And I think if you were Lamar Jackson, understandably so. If you put yourself yeah. in his position, I could see why. He'd be like, are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. So what do I need to do to go out there and create leverage for myself? And the tricky part in all of this, too, that maybe doesn't get brought up enough is the fact that Lamar is self-representing himself, mm-hmm. right? So there's going to be added animosity when he does go to the negotiation table. And again, this is what negotiations are. It's, it's each side telling the other side why they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson, when you're self-representing, it, you don't want to hear why you're a bad quarterback in, in these negotiations here. Yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great point. I'm curious to see how this works out. And again, based on these initial reports of teams that are not in on him, uh, and will, I guess, tentatively will cross yeah. the Raiders off, But as compiled by Field Yates so far, the reports have it that the Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, and Commanders have said they're not pursuing Lamar Jackson. And, oh, by the way, I found it humorous. The Atlanta Falcons team Twitter (laughs) handle, they retweeted one of the tweets that said that the Falcons were not pursuing Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Social interns getting fired tonight. I, I just, you cannot convince me, and Shane Orling texted cap earlier today and he said listen what if a team just looks at lamar and believes they can't win a super bowl with him i don't know how you can make that determination on lamar jackson i understand he's a little bit unorthodox when it comes to a quarterback but i don't know how you could say well he's if if you're in the market for a qb like that's about as proven as you're going to get a 26 year old former mvp yeah i mean that's Here's the one thing about Lamar Jackson that I do want to bring up. And again, it's not a drastic measure, but I think it's something that's worth bringing up. Mm -hmm. How many times have we, especially on primetime, we see Lamar Jackson out there and he leads a game-winning drive. And some of these game-winning drives are because you've got a lights-out kicker. The greatest of all time, potentially. Like, how many wins are you adding? And again, Lamar has to get them no, to no, that point, I get you. right? I, I hear you. But if we turn that into more of an average kicker there, yeah. what are we looking at wins and losses-wise 
from the Ravens. You, just listen. You're not going to get any. You're certainly anybody at the station to, to come <laughs> out, come at you and hating on Justin Tucker. You know it's not going to be me. Right. I love the love the dude, man. So, and but the truth is, I, I go back to his EPA, right? That I brought mm-hmm. up with Carm, the fifth best EPA in the league when he started for the Baltimore Ravens, as opposed to 31st, the Ravens team, 31st in the league when he's not taking snaps. Well, but well, because he's been hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Like. To me, that that says all you need to in regards to if you're in the market for a quarterback, why wouldn't you want Lamar Jackson? Let's try Chris, who's in Cole City. Hey, Chris, what's going on? You're on with Mel Aranaki in for Black. Hey, Hotel. what's up? What's up, man? Hey, guys. Um, so, uh, great show so far. Uh, just had a question. Uh, I think with Green Bay, obviously, it looks like they're going to make the move to uh, move Rodgers. Uh, they already got the cap space put aside for him from last year. They're going to get a haul for him. What about sliding in Lamar Jackson to Green Bay and uh, just kind of doing a transition there? So, interesting. I don't know. You know, you bring up they're going to get a haul for Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. You know, we're going to have to define haul here. I think first, if they get a first from the Jets, I think they'll probably be happy with that. I'm not sure it's going to be more than a first right now based on everything I've heard. It seems like second might be the going rate and then... The Packers are going to have to determine how much money are they willing to eat yes. in order to up the ante on what they're going to get in return. Right. And if I'm the Packers, like I'm trying to collect draft capital because you're you're entering a not a rebuild necessarily, but kind of a more of a review, right? A review of what do you have in Jordan Love? Yeah. This is what you're because Jordan Love. I mean, not it's not what my personal belief is, but if he goes out there and lights it up, you're willing to eat a lot of that draft or a lot of that, that contract money, if you think that he can do, go out and be the guy for you for this season and even beyond that, you're willing to eat a lot more of that Aaron Rodgers money than if you have some hesitancy, maybe. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if the Packers are in on Lamar Jackson in any way. I yeah. think but I think it's an interesting thing to bring up with every other team in the division because every team, like Lamar Jackson may not be the guy that can get you to a Super Bowl or get you to where you want to go as a franchise, but he would make most teams better. And sometimes in the NFL, especially in the NFC, all you have to do is be better yeah. at this point. And you may have a chance to get to the NFC Championship as a result of that. 312-332-3776. We're taking your calls. It is franchise, franchise tag deadline day today in the NFL. And how exactly does that affect the Bears' position when it comes to trading this number one overall pick? Clearly, immensely, and where will Lamar Jackson end up? We're talking all talking about it all here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Spring Trading Tuesday on ESPN Chicago. Hanging out with you this evening till 8 o'clock, talking lots of NFL as the franchise tag deadline day has come and gone. 3 o'clock central today, the Giants were under the gun trying to get their deal done with Daniel Jones. They were able to. They guaranteed him $82 million on a, fun. On a four-year deal for $160 million total. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's going to be interesting to see the way that one works out because I have to imagine most people, even though it was a fun ride for them, Brian Dayball seemed to unlock some things for Daniel Jones this past season. 
overall, he still only threw 15 touchdown passes. Because they were able to get the deal done with Daniel Jones, that allowed them to franchise Saquon Barkley, which means he is not on the board for the Chicago Bears. I know some people were hopeful that maybe just maybe they could go out and grab him. That is not going to be the case, which means all the really interesting running backs, Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard, were franchised by their teams. So they're not going to be options for the Bears in free agency. Orlando Brown will be, though, because... He was not franchised by the Kansas City Chiefs, and whether you believe what you read on Twitter or not, he may not be a great fit for the Bears and their offense. One thing I'll say is, whatever Ryan Poles ends up doing regarding Orlando Brown, I'm going to trust him. Yes. He was part of the Chiefs organization when they traded for him, and we know he still has ties to a lot of people working at can- working in Kansas City. So if he chooses not to be in on the Orlando Brown sweepstakes, I think we all can probably understand why. Not to mention, Ryan Poles is of the offensive line pedigree as mm-hmm. well, and it looks like he may have found an all-right one in the fifth round this last draft with Braxton Jones, too. I will say I'm intrigued, and if they end up, if for whatever reason they, they are in on Orlando Brown, um, and they... Again, it seems like if the if there's somebody out there, I'm not. I don't. I can't. I won't definitively say that the Bears are going to grab are going to be able to get everybody they want. But if there's one or two players who they have earmarked as clear difference makers, you would think with all the cap space they have that they're going to be able to get those guys. Right. You can win any bidding war you yes. want, and in the NFL, money is king because a it's not guaranteed, and b these careers can be over in the blink of an eye. And let's be honest, if if they have said, okay, um, Orlando Brown's the guy, you know, we should be able to get him. The one thing I'll say is it would be intriguing because Braxton Jones, he's talked uh, Ryan Pulse has talked about his flexibility. It would, in my opinion, strengthen not just the left tackle, but also the right tackle yes. because you can flip bricks. So I think one move, you could kill two birds with one stone there, right? If you can, sure. if, if Brown is somebody that you've identified as a difference maker. But it sounds like, you know, based on uh, what Cap was uh, relaying to us via Greg Gabriel on Twitter earlier, Greg Gabriel is a someone who's pretty staunchly opposed to the Bears being in on Orlando Brown. So take that for what it's worth. Of course, Greg Gabriel worked in scouting for the Bears for a long, long time. So maybe just maybe Orlando Brown is not going to be with the Bears. We will find out more next Monday when the legal tampering period begins in the NFL. Let's try Jimmy Mack, who's in Orland Park. Jimmy, you're on with Mel Arnaki. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. First of all, I, I, I love Greg Gabriel. I completely disagree. I, 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 people are worried so much about scheme and fit. Jack Sanborn is the very definition of a guy who did not fit the Eberflus or Polk scheme, but the dude can ball. He can play football, and Poles even admitted that. Like, he's not a guy on paper who, like, you look, you look at him and, oh, that fits what we're looking for, but the guy can play ball. Orlando Brown is a 26-year-old Pro Bowl left tackle. I don't <laughs> – they, they would he would instantly be the best offensive lineman on the Bears. They would find a spot for him, so I don't believe that for one second. And I agree. I think you said you could flip Braxton to right – like, Braxton Jones did not play that well that you pass up a guy like Orlando Brown. I don't, I don't care what they say. But uh, – you guys know what's happening here with Lamar, right? Like the Ravens, uh, polls went on to what was it, Peter King's podcast. He yep. said that there was a team that offered him three first round picks, but it was 
further down than he had anticipated. So to me, I read that as that's a team that, not like the Titans at 11, but that's a team that's way down there, right? Like the Ravens. So they, they flip Lamar to Las Vegas for the eighth pick and whatever, two, two picks. I don't know how the non-exclusive tag works or how they can, what they would have to give up to get Lamar. Uh, well, now that he's tagged, but right, like, so they get two, at least two first round picks, and then the Ravens turn around and flip that to the Bears for the number one overall pick, along with some change, and they get their guy without having to give up any of their own one. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening here, right? Like, well, it makes too much sense. So, I, I get what you're saying, Jimmy, that, you know, and it's interesting when you, you know, yeah, you're correct. Uh, in Peter King's column, Ryan Poles said that he was actually surprised by one of the teams that has reached out to him and offered, you know, significant compensation for their number one overall pick. Maybe the Baltimore is is thinking it thinking it as a maybe they are a possibility because they want to move on from Lamar Jackson. Their issue is their, you know, their cap situation. They they're kind of in a a spot where until Lamar comes to them with a contract, they're in a little bit of limbo, right? Because they have that offer out to him. At any point, Lamar can accept it. Right. Now, I'm not saying he will or he wants to, but as long as they have that designation on him, they have to allot that cap space to Lamar Jackson. Now, they can rescind it at any point, but until they do that, they're kind of in this, in this spot where they have Lamar you know, waiting on it. And, and if no team is willing to give Lamar Jackson another, contra- another guaranteed offer or because they don't want to give up those two first-round picks, well, the Ravens kind of have a spot where they don't know what to do, right? They can't just say, oh, we're going to go ahead and trade with the Bears. I, I get what you're saying, Jimmy, but until it's like an order of operation situation. Yes. They need to have it in hand before they can go out and you know make a deal with the Bears. And listen, the Bears may do this quickly, too. And yeah. that would rule them out of a, of a team that, that, that at least the Ravens would no longer be in, in contention to go out and get that first overall pick. If the Bears move on this in the next week or so or before free agency opens, in all likelihood, the, the Ravens are screwed out of that potential opportunity with the, the Bears going up and, and trying to get the number one pick from the Bears. Yeah, I think Ryan Poles really does want to happen. He wants this to happen um, expeditedly, right? Like That's yeah. why he's sending out all of these signals to anybody who will listen that if you know now is the time to get your offer in. And I don't think he's overly concerned about, like, I think we as fans want him to extract the most possible draft capital in this deal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily the highest priority. I think Ryan Poles has probably set a certain price that he wants met. And if he gets anything above that, he's he I think he's potentially willing to take it if 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 it's if it's a team that is coming in you know, before free agency, who if he has the right trade partner. I think he's set that certain threshold, and if you can exceed it, there might be a deal there ready that he's ready to make. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, with with Ryan Poles is just the, the way that he's kind of gone about this entire process here and, and kind of scanning the whole room. Like you mentioned, he's got the... The offer, or the, he said there was a, a, a team he didn't expect yes. that would, that made a call in to, to go out. And listen, there's going to be teams that, there, there's projects in this draft, right? There's projects like Anthony Richardson, who knows how he's going to turn out? Will Levis, who knows? I mean, all these quarterbacks have flaws, right? So maybe it's a team right now that wants to trade in 
and they want to use this as sort of a maybe they learn behind a guy for a year or two type of deal. Like that's exactly what we saw with Patrick Mahomes. He was drafted tenth overall. But he sat behind yeah. Alex Smith for a year. But the Chiefs were sold enough on him to be their quarterback of the future where, all right, we'll give him a year to learn and then let him loose. The other thing, too, is if I'm Ryan Poles, I'm looking for as much 2024 draft capital as possible. That's what I'm trying to extract out of a lot of these teams, especially a 2024 first. Because mm-hmm. we see a lot of times rookie quarterbacks can have good seasons, but it doesn't necessarily add up to wins. They can have the numbers, but it doesn't necessarily mean they had a winning season. Yeah, if you end up trading, you know, especially if you're trading with a team that sits in the top 10, the right one perhaps, you know, like the Atlanta Falcons maybe, that's a roster that you look up and down and you go, you know what, Uh, Kyle Pitts, you know, he's going to be coming back from an ACL injury, so chances are he may not even be there when the season begins. You know, Drake London was fine. He didn't, he Mm -hmm. wasn't a bust, but by no means did he, blow Didn't people ball, away really so the Fel- maybe the falcons are like the, the perfect team that if they're willing to come up you're like you know what yes i like that like just maybe in a similar fashion to the way the steelers looked at the bears when the bears said hey we, we'd like to be in on the chase claypool conversations we know we hear that the packers are in on it but we'd like to give you our second round pick and maybe the steelers looked at the bears and are like you guys see what you're doing lately yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'd right. rather have your pick than the packers pick for sure Maybe the Bears can pick out uh, a team and say, yeah, I don't think you have all your stuff together. You might be the perfect trade partner, not so much for the pick we're getting back this year, but the, like you said, the pick that we're getting back in 2024. That's so very we, possible. We could be seeing not only what is Ryan Poles as a wheel-and-deal GM, but also as a prognosticator, too, <laughs> yeah. of other NFL teams and, and what the season holds for them. 312-332-3776 if you want to jump in on the quarterback conversation. It has been driving our programming all day. It will continue to drive our programming for at least the next couple of weeks because the NFL and the NFL free agency is hot and heavy. We're talking with you here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Spring Trading Tuesday on ESPN Chicago. Miller and Aki hanging out with you till 8 o'clock tonight. Spring Trading Tuesdays every Tuesday in March. You'll get a different combination of hosts. Melarnaki here tonight, and we have a Dirk Bentley ticket giveaway coming your way momentarily. Before we do that, though, let's uh, get Big C on the south side. Wants to talk about Lamar Jackson, who has been tagged by the Ravens to the non-exclusive tag. Big C, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? You what's tell up, us? Big C? What's up? Did we lose him? Hello? Hello? Big C, I'm we here. got you, we got Hello? you. You tell yeah, us what's going on. Yeah, I said this a couple weeks ago. I said it to the big dog, but don't nobody want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I said it weeks ago. Houston is rumbling two on two about the fans want them too. The Texans can get Lamar Jackson. They can give up their 12th this year mm-hmm. and give up a first round next year, whatever, you know, yeah. so on and so on. And then draft Will Anderson at number two. No, and you're, you're... Be looking like what? You're you're right, Big C. That is true. That is definitely a possible destination. I think everybody's kind of dismissed the Texans because of where they're at roster wise. You know that you look at their their situation and you're like, is that really a spot where Lamar would want to go? 
Um, what, what you, well, what you mean, see, Houston is a hip hop town. No, it's was, mm-hmm. so Lamar would be more willing to go there. You know, and then with D'Amico Ryan going there, they can build that D, D up. They drafted pretty well last year with the corners and the safety. So that's a, that could be a spot. And, you know, reality got to set in. All this talk about polls, talking about uh, what he want and all that, he's talking too much. It looks look <laughs> like he look like he ain't gaining no traction. Listen, big Other team is not about to give away all their assets, but no – for an unknown commodity. What type of business sense did that make? No, it's an interesting point. I, I think a lot of people, a lot of GMs are probably like, okay, Ryan Poles, you keep... Hey, listen, Peter King told us directly on Waddle and Sylvie yesterday that there are people doubting Ryan Poles' position. They said he better be careful not to, quote, overplay his hand. Now, Peter King doesn't necessarily buy that Ryan Poles is, you know, overplaying his hand, but we, I think we all have to be honest with ourselves. What track record do we have from Ryan Poles to really draw on? We don't. We this don't. is the first yeah. year we really seeing Ryan Poles operate. And, and what really track record do we have of just the, the Chiefs? In general, even from his time in the Chiefs, like they're not a team that I feel like does a lot of wheeling and dealing for draft picks. Obviously, they did the one with Mahomes, but... I, they don't seem like a team. And maybe it's be the product of where they were drafting yeah, to back position, in the draft. Right? But like... I I don't see them being like a, a bunch of an eager group to to go out and try to make all these deals. I like Big C's you know suggestion though that Lamar Jackson to Houston don't discount it right. Like ultimately, you know I look at the roster and I say, well, really are the Texans ready to win? But let's be honest, if you're Lamar Jackson, get your money, and the Texans are the the one and only team that might be willing to go anywhere near that gar- that guaranteed amount of money. Well, then I think maybe Lamar will say, oh, yeah, you know what. I'll bet on myself, and if you're willing to, you know, guarantee me something similar to Deshaun Watson, then maybe, just maybe, that will be the spot, Big C. It's a good point, and because they do have two first-round picks, yeah, they would obviously give up the lower pick this year, and then whatever they end up giving, uh, whatever they, wherever they end up landing next year, it's it's an interesting point. Uh, all right, uh, you know it's Black and Abdallah, which means it is time for. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, Larry. for everybody here tonight. It ain't easy. Nobody said it would be. You finally find that greener grass, but you're still in the weeds. Ain't it crazy? All the time that you spend driving through the rainbow for the pot at the end. I got some rust on my Chevy, but it's ready to roll. I got a rhinestone sky and a song in my soul. It ain't a smooth ride life, it's a winding road. Dirk's Bentley concert. With special guests Jordan Davis and Tyler Braden on Saturday, July 8th at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Be caller 10 right now. 
332-3776. Great lineup. There. I love Jordan Davis. Dirk Bentley's great. I love Jordan Davis, too. Listen, big fan. I was a big fan of the work that Jordan Davis did in the trenches as a rookie for the Philadelphia Eagles. But now that he's going to be performing with Dirk Bentley as well on July 8th, how could you pass that up? I will say I'm not a fan of Jordan Davis, the one at uh, Wisconsin right now. <laughs> he's the brother of Johnny. But So there you go. Be calling 10 right now. 312-332-3776 for a pair of Dirk Bentley tickets. Again, special guest Jordan Davis and... Tyler Braden again July 8th at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater and if you uh, of course want tickets at LiveNation.com right now um, actually not right now on sale Friday March 10th starting at 10 a.m. Tickets are sure to go fast. So, again, LiveNation.com for Dirk Bentley tickets. Special guest Jordan Davis and Tyler Braden. So, this song Gold mm-hmm. off of his latest album, Gravel and Gold. And there was an article written about it in, in Billboard about how this song is kind of a return to his familiar work about the importance of living in the moment as opposed to worrying about the future. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of ironic that we as Bears fans are playing this right now because all we do is worry about the future instead of living the moment of still having the number one draft pick. Getting back to the roots. Good stuff. Dirk Bentley again uh, here on Black and Dallas. Song of the Night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Lots of action on Franchise Tag Deadline Day. We will get you up to speed in two short minutes here on ESPN 1000.